Hello, my name is Lee Fuller, and this is the Bible in Real Life podcast. I am so glad you're here, and I'm so glad I'm here. Listen, as I'm going through this process, getting my workflow together, trying to figure out what best to talk about, how to share um, with God's people, with anyone that's searching so that they can see the Bible in real life and apply the Bible in real life. So um, just a couple announcements coming up. I got some interviews with with various people, so I'm excited about that. Uh, but today, today we're going to be talking about um, how um, how to be led by God or ways that God leads us today. You know what? If we're going to apply uh, God's word in real life, if we're going to live out that Christian experience, if we're going to be the people of God that he's called us to be, then um, it makes sense for us to understand how he leads us, right? How he teaches us, how he shows us in order to interact with uh, life, interact with people. If you um, have been, you know, so, uh, so quick story. So one of the, one of the, I talked to some of the pastors at our church and, uh, uh, I see, man, as I look in the Bible, I see how God is telling people to do something and they do it, or they're, they are speaking when God tells them to speak or move when they tells them to move or do or act when God tells them to act. So it's like, man, I want to understand how do we do this, right? How do we respond when God teaches us to do something? Or how do we know what we're supposed to do? Because if you're like me, we face different choices. We face different situations each and every day, right? So we face situations about career and what we should be doing. We face situations about spouse and and who should we marry? And once we marry, how do we deal with this person that we married? <laughs> and they're trying to figure out how to deal with me. <laughs> um, so as we're navigating these situations, Lord, show us how to uh, uh, show us how to act, how to live this day. And I think um, I think we've got some answers in Scripture. I think we have some examples in scripture about how God leads us. And I think there is a, a pattern, not a pattern. Um, there is, there is guidance, right? There's wisdom on how to live out this godly life. And that's what we're going to talk about on today's episode. I'm glad you're here. I hope you're glad you're here and let's get into it. So first thing is, um, let me tell you a little uh, bit of story time, right? So, uh, well, first let's start with Bible and then I'll go into story time. <laughs> uh, there is a verse in Exodus chapter 13. And uh, what I like about it, I believe it's Exodus 13, where um, Moses asks God, he says, Lord, if you're pleased with me, teach me your ways so that I may know you and continue to find favor with me, right? So if we're going to live this life, and once we get serious about living this life, because not everybody, and you know, you don't have to raise your hand. You don't have to post in the comment when you're not serious, 
But not everybody is serious about living this thing out, right? So for those of us that are serious about living this thing out, um, you know, we can we can we can relate to Moses. Moses say, Lord, if you please with me, teach me your ways so I may know you and continue to find favor with you. Isn't that what we want? We want to have that that favor of God. We want to know him. You know, I, I love the story of Moses. Man, what the Bible says when Moses, Moses was spending so much time with God that his face began to show, you know, like he, he used to have to veil his face when he came out in front of the people because his face was shining so much. Right. So it's like, man, how do we have that, that interaction, that talking with God, like he's a friend so that we're able to say the things to say, you know, when God move, we move, you know, just like that. <laughs> oh my goodness. You know, ah, uh, but that's the goal. That's the idea, right? So quick story, you know, as I have been, um, you know, growing up and living this Christian walk, you know, you're trying to figure it out. There were some things you thought you knew and there were some areas you felt like, okay, um, I know God wants me to go in this area, right? It's funny um, there are situations where I felt like I was choosing and there were some situations I felt like the choice was made for me. Right. And, and when we get into it today, I believe that's one of the ways that God leads. Has anybody been there? Type in a comment or in the chat or, or in the review or whatever that, um, you know, sometimes I feel like my decisions were made for me, but it kind of worked out. Right. So let's let's get into it because I'm kind of getting into my message. So um, just like Moses was saying, you know, teach me your ways. I'm going to use this acronym to help walk me through this teaching today. And it's the idea of show. Right. So, God, show me your ways. Lord, show me your heart. Show me your mind in this situation. Show me what to do. Please, because I need some help I'm trying to figure this out, right? So I'm going to use the acronym SHOW, S-H-O-W, maybe so that you can remember it, right? A mnemonic device. My daughter, she she does these little things when she's studying for tests and quizzes or whatever, and she kind of creates these acronyms. So, you know, I'm going to help you out. I'm going to use SHOW. So the the first S or in SHOW, the S is sovereignty of God's decrees, right? The sovereignty of God's decrees. Hey, how do I know the will of God? How do I, <coughs> how do I end up where God wants me to be? So first of all, you got to understand that as a sovereign God, he rules the whole wide world. You know, as a kid, he's got the whole world in his hands and these are facts, right? So um, sometimes it's the sovereignty of God that puts us in the place we need to be. Um, you know, I, rem I I picture the story of Joseph, right? So Joseph, you know, he has a dream, right? So God shows him some stuff. He has a dream and he tells his brothers, he's like, guess what? Now check this out. You know, I had this dream about the stars and y'all going to be bowing down to the star and the sun. And I saw this other one about y'all got wheat and y'all going to be bowing down to my wheat. And they're like, what? Uh, excuse me. Who do you think you is? I'm sorry. That's horrible. 
Who do you think you are? He probably said it in Hebrew. Hi, bye. Head back. <laughs> okay, you can probably tell I've had my coffee today. Uh, but he was he was talking to him in in Hebrew, right? Probably. Anyway, um, he uh, he tells him the dream. The brothers get mad at him, right? Already because he's the teacher's pet. He's always dad's favorite, right? Dad gave him a coat and all this stuff. So they throw him in a pit. Now, uh, no, they were going to kill him, right? And one of the brothers say, hey, you know what? Um, let's put him in a pit thinking maybe he'd come by and rescue him and send him back home, whatever, right? So Reuben's like, hey, let's put him in a pit. So they put him in a pit. And Reuben going out, he he handling business, he herding sheep, whatever. And this caravan is going to Egypt. Y'all know the story. I'm just recapping for the people that um that that like story time, right? So they they sell him off into Egypt. He goes into Egypt. Now check this out. Does Fe does he go into Egypt and get sold to, you know, Joe Random? You know, uh, just some random person in the field where he's not even close to the palace or not even close to anything. No, he gets sold to Potiphar's house, a leader in, in Egypt, right? So, hmm, looks like God's at work in this situation, right? So then he's doing a very good job. Potiphar loves him. You know, man, this guy is controlling everything super good. So Potiphar kind of has this sweet spot. Like, I like this dude. You know, this is a good dude. So, um, the wife comes on to him, you know, Joe's doing his thing. He's an up and comer. He's an eligible bachelor, right? So wife goes at him and he flees and leaves. But does Potiphar say, what you, uh, cause you know, she went after him and Bible says she caught him by the, you know, by the clothes. So he, he had a clothes. She had his clothes, right? So we know they were in the house. We know they were clothes, blah, blah, blah. But she's lying on him. Does Potiphar say, that's it. This slave, you know, off with his head. He's done. We just going to kill him, execute him, right? No, he doesn't. He puts him in prison. So we start to see, hmm, there's a way that this could have went sideways, right? Potiphar could have had him killed. Potiphar was a ruler. Hey, you know, rape, you know, trying to sleep with my wife. <laughs> uh, we ain't going to jail. We, we getting... You know, it, it might be some some death sentences, right? But that's not what happened. He puts him in jail. Hmm. We kind of see, okay, it could have went left, but we see the hand of God. We see the sovereignty of God, right? And then uh, the, the jail he goes in is a high-ranking jail. This isn't just regular jail in the back of Egypt. You know, Egypt is a country. Egypt is a country, right? So he's not in the backwoods in some random jail. He's in the jail of the king, you know, so um, it, so you see, wow, hey, that's kind of interesting. But we see that God is sovereignly making these decisions. So when the king is mad at his baker and his wine cupbearer, he goes and they go to the same jail that Joseph is now in charge of. Right. Hey, you, you, you know, blah, 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 blah. blah. Y'all know the story. Right. Go read Genesis. <laughs> it's in the book of Genesis. Right. Awesome story. But we look and we see the sovereignty of God in this situation. Right. We see Joseph who has dreams, Joseph, who's a great leader. So we see a certain skill set that's appreciated by Pharaoh, by appreciated by the judge, you know, uh, by Potiphar, by the judge. And then 
when when Joseph gets in front of the king, uh, Joseph tells a dream. So his his dream telling ability is a sovereign gift that he's been using throughout the whole situation. His administrative his administration is being seen, and the pharaoh's like, man, you know what? Why don't you get in charge of it? Long story short, because Joseph, throughout the circumstances of his life, by God's sovereign decree, Joseph is put in a situation where he can save Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So he can save the Israelites, right? Why do I say this? When you look at a story, you see the sovereignty of God's decrees, right? And Joseph realizes this in Genesis chapter 50, verse 20. He said, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good, right? Hey, you planned it for evil. Y'all didn't think y'all were were, uh, helping me out. Y'all didn't think y'all were pushing me into what God has for me, but God was orchestrating the situations. God was orchestrating the circumstances. And now I ended up where God wanted me to be, right? So Lord, show me your ways. And one of the ways he does that is the age, the sovereignty of God or the decrees of God. Though things may, um, though evil may be put against you. So um, I remember, you know, I'm in Tampa now. I'm in the Tampa Bay area. And what what the way I got to Tampa, because I'm I'm from Fort Myers. I'm a Fort Myers boy. But my fiance got a job in Tampa, right? So I'm deployed fighting for my country, you know, Army Pride. I'm deployed fighting for my country. Well, she wasn't my fiance at the time, because you know, you don't get deployed, you don't have fiance then get deployed, right? Just in case, you know, you don't know, you be gone for a year and a half, you don't want to have that pressure. You know, I wonder what's going on. So I say, you know what? We're just going to let it ride. And we'll get into that story <laughs> in another episode because, you know, I'm going to war. I need to be focused, you know. Anyway, um, but um, my my then girlfriend, now wife, uh, accepted a job in Tampa. And then when I got back, I was like, well, there's really, I can set up roots here or I can move to Tampa circumstances, situations, right? Um, <clears throat> allowed us, allow me to move from one place to another place, right? God is working these things out. While I was, while I was deployed, uh, I met a guy and he was talking about being, you know, uh, going back, working at the sheriff office. I've never thought about working at the sheriff office, right? I'm a teacher. Never thought about working at the sheriff office, but he was telling me about it. I said, you know what? That, that's kind of cool, you know? Uh, he was a re- school resource officer, right? Working at the school. And I'm like, what? Military background, love education. This sounds like a win-win, <laughs> right? This sounds like, oh, this is where I'm supposed to be. So um, either way, I get to the sheriff's office. I'm working in the programs building. I'm, I'm interacting. I'm, I'm managing the school there in the jail, yada, yada, yada. Uh, so there's this mesh of education or, you know, helping. And there's this mesh of military, right? So sheriff office became like a, what? This is great. Um, and I got hired in Hillsborough County. All right. I got hired in Tampa. So 
sovereignty of God, right? So how did I end up at, at my current church? Listen, we moved from one side of town to the other side of town. And I was like, man, this is a long trip. You know, Tampa Bay is, is pretty long. And I said, I, I love Jesus. However, you know, this, this 50 minutes to, to service every Sunday, you know, might not be in the will of God for my life. <laughs> Listen, um, I said, I say, man, this, this back and forth. Cause we had a church and then we moved to another side all the way. It's like going from Oldsmar, if you're familiar with the Tampa area, going from Oldsmar to Riverview, right? Uh, and our church was in uh, New Tampa almost, right? So it's like, mm, mm, Jesus, what are you saying here? Sounds like you're saying find another church home. <laughs> but we were literally going to another church. I did a little Google and I said, hey, here's a church over here. So one Sunday... We are heading to a church, another church. We see a billboard and we say, hey, you know what? Let's check out that church. And as the story goes, there the story goes. I don't know how the saying goes. Um, and there it goes the rest of the story, right? So I end up at this other church, not even a church we dressed up and ready to go to. We had dressed up, got everybody ready to go to one church, Saw a sign. It wasn't a billboard at that time. We saw a sign and went to that church. And um, as as life would have it, been there like 10 years now, right? Crazy. What am I saying? Um, choosing to serve God, right, Lord? Hey, we know we got to go to church. So we get up going to find a church and God kind of directed our steps. His sovereign will directed our steps. Went on from there, blah, 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 life happens, right? <clears throat> but here's my point. One way that God shows us is that first as the sovereignty of sovereignty of God's decrees. You know what? If you have a desire uh, for the Lord to lead your life, and, and even if you don't always say, Lord, hey, can you direct my steps? God sovereignly can move you into the situation for where he wants you to be. We see it all throughout scripture. You know, Lord, hey, who sinned? This guy is mother. He said, this is so that God's glory can be revealed. So sometimes God will sovereignly use you. So here's what I tell people. Keep walking. Hey, love the Lord. Wake up every day. Keep walking. Right? Love the Lord. Wake up every day. Keep walking. And God will sovereignly, through his decrees, he will show you um, Psalms, not Psalms, Romans 8, 28. We love this verse. And we know that all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord or are called according to his purpose, right? So if you love God, right? Uh, if you know that you're called and you're walking and you're seeking to hear from God, God will show you just through the, through the situations and circumstances. Like, hey, how did I get this job? And Or how did I get deployed over here or moved over here? And you start, it's kind of like you don't see it until reverse. You don't see it till you look back and you say, Lord, I thank you because I saw you in the midst of that breakup. I saw you in the midst of that 
downsizing. I saw you in the midst of that, you know, I had to move, you know, I was, I was, um, listening to a friend of mine and, you know, not just the good things. God uses all things. There's a, um, there's a song and it talks about some of the people that were displaced after hurricane Katrina that moved to various parts of Texas or various parts of, of, uh, Midwest and came to know the Lord by people they met after they were displaced from, uh, New Orleans. Right. So it's just like, wow, God's sovereignty and the sovereignty of degree of his decrees can move you and place you in the situation. So number one, Lord, show me the way. One way to do it is to just continue to walk in life. <laughs> you know, pray, you get up, you pray, you read the Bible, but you continue to walk and God will sovereignly and can sovereignly direct your decisions, right? Outstanding. So that's the S. I know that was a long S, but I had to get my story in there. Because I understand how this works. It's military stuff and all this background. Sometimes I look at my history. Sometimes I look at my education. Sometimes I look at the things. And I say, man, you really were putting things together to get me for such a time as this. You know, I understand Esther, amen, over here, right? Another way God leads us is the H. H is the Holy Spirit, right? So the Holy Spirit, um, John 16, 13 when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into the truth. So Jesus tells him, hey, the, the spirit is coming. The Holy Spirit, that's the H in show. Um, sovereign will of God. And then H, um, this is how God leads us through the Holy Spirit. It's the spirit of truth, right? Um, so there is, there is a purpose. There is something that God has for you. And uh, when the Holy Spirit uses, sometimes there's declarations, like there's a clear declaration. I think of uh, Acts chapter 16. Um, Paul was, they were traveling in the missionary journey, Acts chapter 16, 7, and um, they came to Masia. They tried to go to Bithynia, but the spirit of Jesus did not allow them. The spirit of Jesus is the Holy Spirit, right? The, the, the spirit of the spirit of God, right? Holy Spirit. So the spirit did not allow them to go. They were like, hey, we're going to, so watch this. Watch. I don't know why I bang my head, but this is good. Watch this. Um, they were moving. Remember we talked about the first thing is just kind of keep moving, going, following God's purpose. So they were following God's purpose. They're going throughout the, the area of Asia and they were going to go here. And the Holy Spirit said no, right? So... While they were moving, the Holy Spirit directed them and said, no, don't go to Biatha. Don't go here. So they're like, well, what do we do? Then the Bible says that Paul had a dream, you know, and the guy in Macedonia, vision of a person in Macedonia saying, come over here. What am I saying? The Holy Spirit can declare things to you. He can show you where to go, where not to go, right? He can teach us. Uh, and show you and lead us into all truth, just like the Bible said he would, right? Go here, don't go here. So we need to be sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit. So um, the Holy Spirit sometimes will just declare it. We see in Acts chapter 16, um, or Acts chapter 13, right? Um, 
there was, uh, they were in Antioch and the Bible says, you know, and it says, uh, the Holy Spirit said, set apart Paul and Barnabas, Saul and Barnabas for the work they've called them to, right? So there is this, the Holy Spirit just declaring, the Holy Spirit just sharing and saying, hey, you know what? <clears throat> do this. <clears throat> Don't do that. Go here. So sometimes the Holy Spirit will declare to you, right? And you know clearly. Either, either sometimes when you are are reading scripture and and your spirit just quickens and you hear like, oh oh, Holy Spirit just said that to me, right? Okay, wow, Holy Spirit just confirmed that. Um, or sometimes you'll hear you'll hear a message, um, or sometimes you'll see something like you'll. It's so funny how the Holy Spirit does because the Holy Spirit knows you. He's inside of you, so sometimes you you have this this awareness and you're like, man, Holy Spirit just just declared to me, what am I supposed to do? Lee, will I hear him audibly? Right? Will I hear, um, you know, how did he tell Philip? Hey, Philip, go and talk to the Ethiopian eunuch. Hey, so did he hear it audibly? Hey, Philip. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. Um, but I believe it's possible to hear God inside, if that makes sense, right? So our senses, sight, uh-oh, trying to remember, our five senses, sight, smell, taste, touch, sight, and hearing, yeah, sight, no, ears, yeah, hit all that, right? They allow us to hear externally. They allow us to sense the outside world, right? So, um... But the spirit man lives inside. So sometimes we hear it, but inside, like that inner voice. Some people's like, it's my gut, <laughs> right? Or my conscience. Um, I believe it's the, uh, it's the Holy Spirit declaring to the spirit that bears witness of him, the spirit that's inside of you, right? So sometimes the Holy Spirit will declare it. Well, you'll hear it. Um, sometimes there's this discernment. There's just this, this peace of God. Colossians 3.15 says, let the peace of God rule in your hearts, right? So it's kind of, uh, is the Holy Spirit telling me to do this? Um, does God give you a peace about it? Does God give you a, you know, uh, in Isaiah refers to, to Jesus as the, the Prince of Peace, right? Uh, the Counselor, the Prince of Peace, the Everlasting Father. Um, but uh, there's this, this peace, you know what? Uh, hmm, I'm supposed to be doing this, or now I feel like I finally um, met who I'm supposed to, you know, submit up under, or, hey, this is the direction I'm supposed to go, and God gives us that peace, that surpassed this, <laughs> I'm sorry, hey, I grew up uh, King James, right, the peace that surpassed all understanding, right, shall keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, so, um, God gives us that peace as that's that Holy Spirit inside of us that confirms that peace. Now, let me, let's, let's also, um, while we're talking on this discernment piece, we have to understand something, right? That I'm not talking about your conscience, right? Because here is why it's hard to trust your conscience at first, Right? Um, I believe your conscience is, it, it can be shaped. 
Your conscience can be shaped by your experiences, by situations, by circumstances, etc. Right? Paul tells us, uh, where is it? Where is it? In Ephesians chapter 2, right? Ephesians chapter 2, verses um, 1 through 3. And you were dead in trespasses and sin in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the air and the spirit that now that is now at work in the sons of disobedience. So when you're when you're first getting saved, sometimes our conscience isn't the best guide because it has been shaped so long by the world or shaped so long by other influences or grooming, right? That's why the Bible tells us in Romans 2.12, do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. So at the very beginning, um, I don't I don't always recommend following, I don't always recommend following your conscience at the very beginning of your salvation. Like, Cause there's this, there's this conforming to God's image. There's this transferring of, of your mind. There's this renewing of your mind so that you can form, be conformed to the image of Christ. Right now, I, I do believe with experience and maturity and walking in God, you begin to discern the Holy spirit a lot more clearly. He begins to shape your will he begins to conform you to the image of Christ, right? Because that's the goal. We're, you know, those who predestined to be conformed to the image of Christ so that we can be the firstborn among many brethren, uh, Paul says in Romans. So there's this confirming, but at the very beginning, when you we were followers of the world, we have to be careful because that those aspects can still influence our conscience, you know, the works of the flesh, the the um, pride of life. These things can still influence our conf- our, our conscience, you know, uh, initially. But as you grow in Christ and you walk in Christ, you begin to discern the Holy Spirit. You begin to discern here is what the Spirit is saying to the church. Here is what God is leading us, right? But this is one way in which God shows us, right? So first, sovereignty of God. Sometimes the circumstances or situation kind of pushes us into the direction that God has for our life. H, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit can lead us into all truth. The Holy Spirit shapes our conscience, shapes our our mind so that we can know those things that are good and perfect and acceptable. And it gives us this inner peace, right? Either through the Holy Spirit leads us through declarations where we hear it and we know here's what thus saith the Lord. And also through discernment where we have that inner peace and we see, okay, this is in line with scripture and this is what God is telling us to do. The O, others, right? Lord, show me your way. Okay, I can do it sovereignly. I can do it through the Holy Spirit. And oh, sometimes I use others. I use wise counsel. I use godly counsel, you know, um, so the Bible says in, in Proverbs, a fool's, a fool's way is right in his own eyes, but whosoever listens to counsel is wise, right? Pew, pew, pew. You know, sounds like it's rapping, must be NIV. <laughs> but my point is uh, godly counsel, right? God shows us and God places those um, wise brothers and sisters. This is why the church family is so important. This is why godly leaders and godly friends and godly associations are so important. 
because many times and sometimes God will use others. You know, my wife, you know, I, I like to I like to put the shine some time on on my, my rib on my bride. Like sometimes she'll say, you know, hey, here is here is maybe what we could do in this situation or here's what you should do in this situation. I'll be like, hmm, you know what? That's that's godly counsel. That's wisdom. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Love, love, love. Right. Uh, but not only just your spouse, but sometimes your pastor, sometimes your Christian friends, you know, um, there are others. God says he gives these gifts for the edifying of the church, for the building up of the church. So um, allowing others to speak into your life. Now, let me let me clarify. Who should we allow to speak into our life? Godly examples, right? Godly examples. <clears throat> Let's give them a, a little more weight in our decision making, right? Um, because uh, many times they will, the Holy Spirit will confirm what they're saying or it will line up with what the Holy Spirit is showing us, right? So, um, Lord, lead us into your, teach me your way. Show me what am I supposed to do? How should I live? Blah, blah, blah. God sovereignly can show you and just direct. You wake up, you serve the Lord, you walk, and you be like, how did I end up here? I feel like I'm right where God led me to be. Um, there is O or H, the Holy Spirit, Right, either through declaration, we're speaking directly to your spirit. I know I'm reviewing because it's a longer podcast. Want to make sure you got the whole, the whole thing, right? And um, sometimes O is others. Um, so um, the Bible says um, a, a uh, plans fail where there is no counsel, but with many advisors they will succeed, or there is success. You know, the Bible says, yeah, there is a safety in the multitude of counselors, right? So um, my caveat to it is godly counsels, right? When you want to hear what God wants you to do, then um, yes, uh, God can use those people because they can confirm the spirit of God that's in you, or they can confirm what God is saying to you, right? Um, so Lord, show me. He's like, I will. Uh, it's through sovereign circumstances and situations, I'll show you through my Holy Spirit that I place inside of my believers. I'll show you through the wise counsel of others. And you know what? One day we'll do an episode on how to pick how to pick godly friends, how to pick good friends, right? Because because everyone that says Lord, Lord, <laughs> don't know Jesus, right? But another episode. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Uh, and make sure you are are getting connected in the community because these are topics that we want to talk about as we're dealing with the Bible in real life. Um, next is the, um, uh, and then the W. So Lord, show me. That W is the word of God. And it's crazy. Like one day it hit me. Lord, please talk to me. I'm like, Lord, please talk to me. Please share with me what you want me to do. He's like, uh, read my word, the word of God. It's like, oh, so the Bible is the word of God. Yes. <laughs> but what are you saying to me? Speak to me, you know? And then he's like, yeah, open that book. Yeah, go ahead and read that because those are my words. Ah, we say it's the word of God. 
We need to treat it like the word of God. Here is what you're saying to me. Uh, Psalms 119. Incidentally, Psalms chapter 119 is a whole poem, right? It's an acrostic poem that speaks about the word of God, right? So interestingly, self-servingly, <laughs> the longest chapter in the Bible is a psalm about the word of God, right? Isn't that cool? God's like, listen, listen. The longest chapter in my book is confirming the power and the authority and the insights that are in the book. What? Listen, God know what he's doing. God know what he's doing. And I love him for it. So uh, Psalms 119, 105, the word is a lamp to my feet and a light into my path. Man, I don't know which way to go. Uh, things are dark. I'm trying to make this decision, right? Well, turn the light on. Look at that. That's a bar. Hashtag bars. <laughs> turn the light on. Open the word of God, right? So, because, because, and then the Bible tells us that's Old Testament. What's New Testament say? New Testament says in 2 Timothy 3.16, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. So it's breathed out. It's the word given by inspiration of God and it's profitable for what? For doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction in righteousness. So doctrine, hey, teach me something. Reproof, hey, correct me when I'm wrong. Uh, well, reproof, hey, um, warn me, right? Correction, correct me and instruct me. Lead me into the right way. Right. This is what God says the Bible is here for. It says, so you may be perfect and complete and equipped for every good work. Right. So the Bible's um, job is to show us, to instruct us, to teach us. Right. And when you combine that with the confirmation you get from others and the Holy Spirit speaking to us and 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 quickening these things. You ever read something? You're like, boom. Yes, I saw it in the word and God blew it up in your spirit. Like that was me. And you say, got it, got it, got it. Right. And, um, and then God's sovereign as you look around, you say, you know what? This is lining up with what scripture told me would happen. Right. Also, another reason to read the scriptures is because <clears throat> it gives us our left and right, right? So sometimes we hear a voice or we hear somebody say something or we hear like, oh, wait, I like that. Is that what God's saying? But it doesn't line up with what his word is saying. And it's just like, mm, yeah, hey, I, I, I think it's great that, you know, uh, what's, a, what's a random, hey, I, I think it's great that I should, you know, you know, follow my own heart, right? Well, the Bible says the heart is desperately wicked. Who can know it? Okay, so maybe I shouldn't just follow my heart. Maybe I should see what God has to say about it. <laughs> you know, let me ask the Holy Spirit, what should I do? Let me seek wisdom from God, right? I don't just follow my heart. That That's not that's not God's advice. But the Bible says, you know, uh, lean not into thy own understanding and all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path, right? Because, um we were shaping iniquity. So our heart's probably not the best thing for us to just follow implicitly, right? We ask God to conform our minds to his son, right? And then we follow Christ. We follow Christ's example. We follow the word. Oh, oh, 
<laughs> well, my Instagram posts, <laughs> you know, needs to change, right? So that's what I'm saying. The word of God gives us our left and rights, right? Bible says there's a way that seemed right unto man. So, hey, you know, but the end thereof is the ways of death, the end thereof is destruction. So let me follow what God's word says. Let me, so Lord, show me your way. So when we pray and we ask God, the Bible says, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God who giveth to all men liberally and abradeth not. Hey, I quote King James because that's what I grew up on. But I'm sure the uh, ESV says, let him ask of God who giveth all men freely, you know, or something like that. So um, let me, let me land the plane. <clears throat> my whole life, I've been trying to figure out, and you may be here, what is the will of God for my life? What's the purpose for my life? How do I be all that God has called me to be? And as I look at this, I see God's sovereignty. I see how God has been showing me through his S sovereignty. Um, and I've been blessing people along the way. You know, me and my brother, was it my brother? Yeah, my daughter. We were going somewhere, right? We were going somewhere. And she's like, hey, what time? How much time do we get there? And hey, what's GPS say? Hey, can you put the map back up in the GPS? Because I want to see how long it's going to take and blah, blah, blah. What's the direction? And I say, enjoy the ride. Enjoy the ride. Yes, God will get us to our destination because... He will fulfill what he has called us to do. Um, so in his sovereignty, we see that, you know what? Each day he gives us these grace, this grace and mercy, and he's showing us through his sovereignty the way that we should go. Not only that, God shows us through the Holy Spirit. He confirms with our spirit. Who knows the spirit of, of God? Uh, who knows God but the spirit of God, right? So he confirms with our spirit what we should be doing. Right. Should I take that promotion? Should I um, not take that promotion? I mean, I asked God simple stuff. I remember I was getting LASIK surgery. Right. I was like, should I get LASIK surgery? Right. I wore glasses and I said, is this is this vain? You know, am I trying to get the LASIK so that I just look better? You know, I, I was like, hmm. You know, because the Bible says I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. So me with my glasses, you know, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. God tell Moses who made them, who made those the blind and who made the dumb, the one that can't talk, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, oh, man, should I do it? And. um, When I when I um, listened, I, I heard some other ones, you know, saying, hey, you had you had the ability, you know, hey, if you have the finances or the resource to do it then then there wasn't an issue um i had peace about getting lasers in my eyeballs <laughs> right it's like oh my goodness i'm putting laser in my eyeball but god's giving me a piece that's going to be okay and um the uh, <laughs> the military we were getting deployed again and i was like you know what last time i got deployed because first time i got deployed i didn't have lasik surgery and i couldn't hardly see him uh my, my night vision goggles, and they didn't quite sit right on my glasses because I couldn't have my goggles on and, and the night vision goggles, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, this sounds like the sovereignty of God saying, hey, go get the glasses. Go get your eyes done. Um, I had a piece of God and, you know, there was wise counsel and I didn't see, um, you know, a warning in scripture not to do it. Right. Um, there wasn't a check in my spirit saying, no, hey, this isn't for you. So I did it. You know, and now 20 years later, now maybe 17 years later, 
right? So these little things, right? I believe God's concerned. If he knows the air, the air, if he knows the, if he takes care of the sparrows, then God takes care of us, right? He's willing to take care of us. So anyway, hopefully um, in real life, we can trust God. In real life, we can um, uh, ask God to show us. And I believe he does through his sovereignty, through the Holy Spirit, through the godly counsel of others, and through his word. This is Lee Fuller, and you are listening to the Bible in real life. If this podcast has helped you, share it with somebody. Say, you know what? Your boy, he kind of corny, but he be bringing the fire. That's that heat. <laughs> or you can say, hey, I really appreciate it. Go ahead and like us and, and rate us on iTunes and Google Podcast and Spotify and all this other stuff, right? All right, appreciate you. The Bible in Real Life with Lee Fuller. This is episode about how to, um, ways that God can lead us today. All right, talk to you soon. Bye-bye, everybody.